Hi, this is Frank, the co-host of the show. Just a quick advertisement and we'll get started. The show is brought to you by Viral Marketing, which is my firm, and Chris Waters, who offers a way to scale his real estate team systems fast and profitably in your market. I mean, he's done over a thousand transactions a year in Austin. It's a business in a box, if you will. Anyway, I encourage you to go to getviral.com and download a free copy of our official video marketing plan that we recommend uh, you implement to stay in better touch with your database uh, using video and social media and email so more people call you to list their home. I also want you to go to themilliondollarrealestateteam.com and get yourself a free copy of Chris's book he wrote on how he earned after expenses, this is net profit, $1 million in only three years since starting his team. So that's it. No more commercial. And let's get to the show. One, two, three, go. All right, do it. The Listing Lead Show. So welcome back. Welcome back to The Listing Lead Show. I am your co-host, Frank Klesitz. It is just me today. Chris Waters is out selling houses. He's busy. We haven't done a show for a long time, so I figured I'd hop on here and do one here myself with our guest, Steve Lamoth. Say hi, Steve. Hey, what's going on? So Steve was on the show earlier. You can go back to some of our previous shows. Steve's, gosh, what, number one, two, or three, like, independent listing agent in Sacramento? Yeah, number like one you have for, right 2020, up with like, for 2021 yeah. in units. So number one for units in Sacramento. Uh, very competitive market. He was sharing with me before the podcast today that there's some zip codes in Sacramento where there's just two or three listings Yeah, right now. And you were saying it's down 40% at the time of this recording in uh, you know, February, early February, um, that it's down 40% from this time last year. Is that right? Yeah, it's remarkably low. And, and I mean, last year was high to COVID, right? Where it was really, yeah. really low. Um, but this go around, it's, it's even lower. Got it. Well, so what I want to do is I want to talk today about one is how you're generating listing leads. You shared a lot of that on a previous podcast. So if you go back to Listing Lead Show... And you Google Steve Lamoth, um, or Google, if you do a search. I'm using Google as like, in terms of searching on an old podcast. It's like Google Sanam's search. <laughs> but if you go <laughs> search our past podcast, uh, you can learn what he's doing for listings. But I think what's what's really important here is you have so many ideas on this show on how to generate listings. Um, it's really about how you win the listing too. Like you actually have to get the listing contract signed. It's not even just generating a listing lead. It's how to get the listing contract signed. Yeah. And, you know, Sacramento is a very competitive market. And Steve, you have a very unique way of doing pre-listing improvements. Uh, we don't get any money from this organization. Curbio, uh, C-U-R-B-I-O, essentially, you know, you as a real estate agent can go check them out. And in some way, they help finance making some basic repairs to the house, kitchen and bathroom repairs. That doesn't take up much time. So you can actually list the home and sell it for more money than what the repairs cost. And essentially, you're doing your own version of that in Sacramento. Is that right, Steve? Yes. We were doing it before Curbio was even you on the thing. West Coast. Yeah. So why don't you tell us, when you go to these listing presentations in a super hot market like Sacramento, what are the pain points and what are you hearing from sellers? I mean, it's, it, it varies, of course. Like, But I, I think really there's like two or three pain points for a seller, right? One, they, they are currently own their home. They'd like to buy another home. And with low inventory, it's been extremely difficult to do that, right? Like 
to try to sell their home and buy another home. That's why the iBuyers gained popularity and market share, right? Because that value proposition is pretty strong to take an offer on your current home without listing and then go buy your next house. It really you know, streamlines that whole thing. Um, you know, problem number two is that the, the seller, a motivated seller, tends to start preparing to list their home well in advance of when agents typically become uh, privy to that knowledge, let's say. So, you know, realistically, the sellers start preparing to list three, four, five months in advance by starting to do repairs, starting to schedule vendors, right? They're, they're on their own going out and getting their homes ready, let's say. And then number three is that seller who does not want to touch their home and they feel like the market's so hot that any home can sell um, and they're, they either don't have the financial means to do any kind of repair or updates to get the home ready and or they're just not willing to in their own mind. Um, and we have kind of solutions for each of those problems, let's say. Interesting. Well, let's start with the first one, the whole buy before you sell. How yeah. do you help people buy before they sell? So we've been financing uh, a trade-in program for about three years ourselves. And um, obviously we couldn't do three or four of these, right? And it was pretty rare where we actually had to buy the next home first. We typically could take the seller um, and and get their home listed with like a contingency so they could buy their next home. And we were pretty successful at getting that done. However, um, you know, more and more as I gained confidence, we started to offer what I would call a cash back to offer. Um, it's not a true go buy your next home first and close and move in. And I'm, you know, I own that home and then we sell the old home. Um, it was more, um, we guarantee, it was like the guaranteed sale, but for buyers. And so we wrote up an addendum and had a proof of funds that went along with the buyer's offer. And it basically stated that, you know, should the buyer not be able to perform and close on time, uh, Elevate Realty Group would buy their house from the seller and guarantee to close on the date that we offered to close. And we've wound up buying three homes that way um, because we had sellers who listed their home and, and had buyers, right? but we didn't want to write contingent offers. So we just removed the contingency uh, from their offer, let's say, not to get too deep into the weeds, but we'd write a cash backed offer without a contingency. And sometimes, you know, we'd miss our close date. Um, but we recently partnered with Homelight and Homelight has given us the ability to offer a true buy before you sell option with a, a fairly low fee um, that allows a buyer to, or a seller to buy their next house without listing their current home until they move in. But I would say if you have the money to offer a cash-backed offer, um, you very rarely ever have to buy the home. So 90% of the time, uh, you wind up successfully winning the house and not having to buy the house. And it increases your, your offer acceptance rate by, we've tracked it at like 70%. So Rather than writing eight offers and losing, we would write two or three and, and get one to stick, right? And it was actually helping us have a unique value proposition on the buyer side of the business, which is, you know, inherently, there's not a whole lot of differentiators for the buyer side other than we're just good at following up or whatnot, right? I heard Chris say on an old podcast on the Listing Lead Show, he talked about 
he's been trying to find ways to create value propositions for buyers and it's very hard, right? Um, the cash-backed offer is definitely a unique value proposition that we offered that no one else in our market had, right? Steve, that is really cool. So you either had the funds or you secured a bank line of credit. So when you submitted the seller's, the buyer's offer, um, it was non-contingent, but if for some reason the buyer couldn't come through, you were your own, you were your own backup buyer. <laughs> Correct. For the buyer. Yeah. And then you would just buy it and then resell it back to the buyer when their funds was the funds came through. Exactly. Or whatever happened. Yeah. And the, yeah. the hard cost on that is you pay closing costs, right? When you have to buy the home, um, if you're not financing the money. Um, so, you know, and most of the time they're closing within a couple of weeks of you having to close. So there's not a, uh, I mean, it sounds risky, but there's not a whole lot of risk there. Um, you charge a fee for that if that option's executed? We did not, no. Um, we would charge a per diem if it went past two weeks, so the, uh, a daily rate that the buyer would pay us. Um, yeah. But we we did charge a fee on, on one that we had to buy. We, we charged 3000 3, It just covered our costs. However, we're just using it as a value proposition uh, to convert. Well, that's a really cool buyer proposition, especially when they have a home to sell to go buy their next one. And um, if someone doesn't have the funds for that, there's other services out there that probably provide something like that. Home Lights one. Mm -hmm. Have you looked into Homeward or Knock? Uh, I've bugged Tim Heil. I know you guys are good buddies. Yeah, uh, is he even off? Is he in California? No, but I'm no. you know t uh, messaging him every day. <laughs> good, good. You know. Yeah, Tim Heil. Tim Heil started a firm called Homeward. I think it's worth darn near a billion dollars now, doing the whole bridge loan financing for a. Buy before you sell. Go check out Homeward. They have a. I think there's another one out there called Orchard. I think there's another one called Knock. Mm -hmm. It's kind of. They, they, I'm sure they partner with agents, but it's basically you show up on a listing presentation. You know, I have a way to get you into a new home to so you're not, to help smooth out the sale. Yeah, and right? I think it's honestly. I think that versus the I buyer route, um, the the buy before you sell concept is actually solving the problem better than the certainty of just selling your house yeah. for cash. Because most uh, sellers that want to buy another home, they're they're more interested in getting the house that they really want and then selling their current home, right? But the problem with the iBuyers is once they decide they are gonna sell, they only have like 30 days to get it done, right? They have to move out. So I think the buy before you sell idea concept is a good one. And, and I think if you present it to the consumer in a way, like if we're writing you a cash offer, you're saving two to 4% versus being a financed offer, right? And if you can move out of your current home, we can come in and repair it and make sure it's in the best condition possible. You're probably gonna net another two to 4% more for that house versus living in it and showing it with your kids and dogs and all that stuff. So in reality, it's in the consumer's best interest uh, to make that all happen that way. Yeah, they call those, um, you know, you kind of have your own version of a cash backed offer. I've never heard that. That's really good, Steve. But they call those now, you can Google them in the space, power buyers, I think they're calling yes. them. Mm -hmm. like a power buyer and it wouldn't be it wouldn't surprise me as Zillow has gotten out of the i buying business uh that they move into a power buyer play considering they have a gazillion buyers for sure you know yeah open door does so the same thing and open door will act that's who I'm like most afraid of open door actually will do that with any customer and um that's where I got the concept from I actually just you know as an open door partner agent I got you know when they launched that program I just went that's a great idea 
and I can't see us having to buy that many homes, right? So mm -hmm. I just took all of their legal verbiage and kind of made it my own and, um, and just formulated my own concept around that same idea. However, Open Door will allow any buyer that is using their app to use their system and Open Door actually just writes cash offers up to like 2 million and just buys the house and charges the customer no fee for that, right? So it's a pretty compelling value proposition. And I'm assuming you bring this up on the listing presentation, right? Yes, it, it's actually the tool to get the appointments, right? Like it's, it's you know, and I try to explain to our, um, our agents and our in agents in my office, like all agents are kind of the same. We all have the same value proposition without a UVP, let's call it. Um, you know, we're going to sell your home in the least amount of time with the least amount of hassle and blah, 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 right? And I'm number one. But if you come at it from the perspective of, um, you know, something that can solve a real problem for the customer, like, you know, let's say trade-in or power buyer, whatever you want to call it, instant offers, concierge, renovate now, pay later, you have these solutions that solve problems, real problems that really no agents in the marketplace can do successfully. And that's the key. That's, that's why I wanted to interview you because everyone's generating leads. You're able to convert these listings. People are signing with you because let's say number one, so far we talked about a, pi, a power buyer program. Yes. Let's call the first thing we talked about a power buyer program. You hear that more in the space. Uh, you had a cash backed offer, which is kind of your own thing, or you can partner with a homeward knock, um, home light solution to help someone buy before they sell or at least back up their offer for sure right yep so let's move on to the second thing pre-listing improvements yeah this is where you know you said somebody you know wants to fix up their home by putting in you know x number of dollars and improvements to get even more x dollars when they sell yeah and that's been a very unique thing for you when what, what tell me about what sparked you needed to provide a solution to solve that problem to sellers yeah, uh, we call it our concierge program, and and there's other con okay. Concierge yeah, and, and that's program. kind of the namesake, I would say, for that idea across the country. Um, but that that concept came if you go back to the first episode where you and I spoke about the whole story of my career. It goes back to an opportunity that I had to kind of rebrand our team and business, and um, and I had heard of the concept before, and yet it was not no one was doing it in my market, right? Or or I was doing it at a small level. I'd loan money here to a customer or there. And I thought, what would make, you know, what things can I do as a real estate team that would give me inherent value way beyond um, any traditional agent in our market? Because I saw the writing on the wall with like the iBuyers and the, let's call it disruptors, right? What would be a value proposition to customers that would, that would allow them allow me to continue 10 years from now maintaining a premium fee compared to these other companies that can offer similar services at lower cost. And so that's where the idea of, of uh, concierge came from. I had heard of it you know being done in the around the country. And so we just went all in when we built our rebuilt and branded our team. And we just built it around having those value propositions of, you know, instant offer, uh, concierge. So let me step in here. So concierge, the overwhelming majority of today's home buyers are looking for a move-in ready home. Yes. So you're, you're helping the seller 
get their home move-in ready? Is that the easiest way to describe exactly. concierge? And, and the easier way is like, we're allowing the, the seller to renovate now, meaning we, we front them the money to renovate um, and they pay us at closing. We're not charging any interest on that money. Um, but the real value proposition is we manage the project for them. So let's say, Frank, you have a home and it needs, you know. Yeah, you need like a general contractor to oversee all the subs doing all the work. You do, but we play a that role. project manager. Yeah. Yeah, like a project manager, if you will. It, yeah. it, right now, that's kind of my job, right? But, you know, because I've done many flips. We buy lots of flips as a as a company, right? So I'm I'm just good at that. So I wouldn't recommend you try to do this on your own if you've never done it before, right? Um, and you're extending the seller your own money? Yes. Wow. Yeah. So last year we yeah, did so the 40. First, the first option requires financing. The second option requires financing. That's interesting. So we we completed 38 concierge properties last year, totaling maybe a 1.2 million in in uh, in repairs, right? But we calculated we put 2.1 million dollars net increased equity in customers pocket and that's how we tell the story right we tell the story to the customers base you know social media marketing all the lead follow-up that we put two million dollars back in our customers pockets after our fee after they paid back their repairs right on average it's about 10 percent per home 10 to 20. i mean that's just that's such a reasonable thing is i'll give you list with me sign the listing agreement It'll take, what's your average renovation time? Two weeks. Oh, two weeks, my goodness. Two weeks to clean yeah. this thing up. We'll put this money into it. You'll pay me back at closing. No interest, right? No interest. They don't touch no it. Interest. There's no time invested yep. from the seller. They don't pick anything. Yep. I don't allow don't them to it. pick anything. Yep. No, <laughs> they can't yeah. do their own repairs. Well, they they can't. don't really care. Yeah. Right, right. And the, the yeah. one beautiful thing... In fact, I wish every seller allowed us to do concierge because I'll tell you, and this is something that people should really take to heart, um, you know, in terms of objections on fee, never get objections on fee. If no, someone won't. truly needs concierge, they're not objecting to the fee at all. They're, well, because they, you're truly selling the home for more. It's not, it's not BS like I have all this marketing that will bring in more buyers per se. It's like you're actually improving the home. And with that minimal investment, you're selling it for a lot more than what the investment was. And that therefore, and it charges even, your fee. And even more so, it's just the, the tremendous inherent value of being able to manage and plan and execute even something as simple as repainting an entire house and doing flooring. Because it, keep in mind, the sellers have already kind of explored that option and they're finding that they call this guy and he never calls back. Yeah, yeah, this guy, he came out, Exhausting. it was $10,000, right? Yep. And and the beauty of what I have is that, you know, over, over a four-year time period of offering this, you know, I have a lot of leverage of scale now. And so I have three painters and I and I, and their, their cost they provide me is 50% off retail. And I just pass that through to the customer. So like when they see our estimates, they, they know that it's a tremendous value. So they're making money two ways. They're making money saving money on repairs and they're also making money on the net return of increasing value right so you, you know it's it, the nuts and bolts of it are you, you know we we leverage it as a as a way to get the appointment and we do a lot of marketing around this 
uh, program, let's say, like where we allow people to renovate now, pay later, put 10 to 20% more in your pocket. That's like the call to action, right? And then once we get out to the meeting, it's simply what what I really like it, about it is it allows us to get in front of customers way sooner than w when we typically would, right? They're not calling us when they're ready with the house. They're calling us in their planning phase. So we're getting ahead of the customer journey before any other agents are being called, right? They're calling me two months. Steve, that might be one of the most insightful things you've said on this podcast. I'm listening. Yeah. You know, that is so insightful is that someone's getting ready to sell. They're calling all the vendors upstream to get it ready. And you're running ads on the radio saying, call me, I'll manage the concierge program. So you're getting the seller lead at much higher top of the funnel so you can build that relationship as opposed to the bottom of the funnel where it's like, oh, I need to hire an agent to list the house now. Yeah, that's where all the commission compression happens, right? Like, hey, I've already done all the work. Um, you, you know, what's your fee, right? And why are you charging 6% yeah. if my house is going to sell tomorrow, right? Yeah, it's allowing you to get up. The concierge program allows you to get upstream seller leads, demonstrate real value of adding the project management benefit of it. Yeah. And yeah, and you don't have the commission compression because you're coming at the bottom of the funnel when, you know, I'm interviewing five or six different agents for the for the listing. Hundred percent. Wow. And we don't. I don't charge me, a. Let's say I do charge. You know, over the two years, I was not charging a higher fee. So if I charged five percent to a normal seller, we're in California, right? Our average sales price about seven hundred. So our average listing fee is about you know five percent. Let's say. I was not charging more money because I wanted to gain traction on our program. We've done over 100 now. So people are, are proactively calling us because they've heard about it, right? And so I have added an extra half to a half a point to 1%. So it, it ranges between five and a half to 6% on a concierge. And I'll transparently tell the seller that, you know, if, if we do concierge, I'll charge you 6%. If we don't, it'll be five. But, you know, that 1%, they see tremendous value. They don't even bat an eye, you, you know. Of course. Especially when you also say the money the money's free. Yeah, yeah. And if you if you start trying to charge 7% and stuff like that, I think buyer, even even though you're they're getting a return, they object just because the fee sounds higher than normal. Um, but I, I'll tell you, man, once we get into it with a customer, um, they are just the best customers to work for. I mean, it's they just do whatever we ask them to do. They're highly motivated and it, it's no longer like we're adversaries or you're a salesperson. We're partners and and by the time they're homeless and when it's time to negotiate offers, you know, they're just stellar customers now, right? Like they, they're friends. Yeah. So we have the power, the power buyer program, which requires you like I said, for most people to go partner with someone that provides that bridge financing. Yes. The second is the concierge program. And for most people, they'll have to partner with a company that provides, again, that financing to do the repairs. Mm -hmm. You're lucky enough to do it off your own line of credit or your own savings. Or a contractor. You can do that too. And the, the contractor holds the bill for you. And they, the you know, if you, if you drive a lot of business, okay. the contractor, that's actually the best way because I cannot lean on a home. So in reality... There's not a lot of uh, like, let's call it financial instruments. You're not protecting. Yeah. Yeah. But if I had a contractor's license, you can lean the home. And then so I'd, I'd approach your contractor and say, hey, I have this concept and idea. 
you know, maybe I give you, maybe I can help you front the first couple of them. But as we get rolling, you know, they, and they see value from you, they might be willing to help you um, hold, hold the cost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's talk about the third thing. So we had the power buyer. We had the concierge program. What's the third thing that you brought up that is a real value proposition to sellers on a listing appointment? Uh, the guaranteed offer or instant offer, you know, providing them a cash offer on their home so they can exit. So I think everyone here knows that that concept, you know, it's a little, it's a little under market value um, offer with the best terms. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And let me ask you in Sacramento, what are you coming in at? What do you, what do those offers need to be roughly of after repair value or market value or whatever the home's worth? What do you, what do you typically have to come in at where you're not, you know, it, where it makes sense, but it's also not embarrassing you that it's so low. Yeah. I would say if, if I have, if I'm going to be competitive, right. With say open door now that Zillow's not buying, um, it's yeah. got to be somewhere in the range of 12 to 15% off of where we perceive market value to be in the current state, right? Okay. Um, and, and so 80, 88 to 85%. Yeah, I've even gone as high as 90%. And um, right in yeah, there. and I buy, you know, I bought 15 homes last year. Um, one home I broke even. So usually we are pretty good with And what do you do? Do you, do you just wholetail it? Like meaning, do you just like buy it and then throw it right back on the market? No, we, we will do uh, renovations to improve, like whether it's kitchens or bathrooms. Most of them are not good candidates to list anyways, right? They're true flips. Um, but the yeah. iBuyer deals where the homes are in pretty good shape, they could go to market if, if the seller wanted. Um, we'll, we'll do light renovation, um, and we'll give the, yeah. the, I think the key is giving the customer the three options at the listing appointment. So I'll tell them, you know, hey, if you just want to sell right now, I can give you this price and here's how much it costs. Um, if you allow me to renovate your home, it doesn't cost you any extra money. Here's what you could sell it for. Um, and here's mm-hmm. what it's worth in the current condition as is. And that way they have a. Well, yeah, yeah. well, let's not forget about the fourth option, just a, tr- a traditional listing. Well, that's what I meant. Yeah, just listing it as is, no yeah. repairs, you, you know, and listing it as is, no repairs. Do you ever? So we have four options. We have, we have the traditional listing, power buyer, concierge, instant, instant offer. Yep. Have, you, have, you, have you thought about doing an auction? So I mean, you turn me on to that. Um, yeah, we there's a startup I talked to called Dorsey. D O O R S E Y out of Spokane. And they have a pretty interesting business model of doing like uh, putting the property online for auctions. Yeah. It's very cool concept. To, to sell it for above, above market value. Yeah. The challenge is, is how they're going to play nicely with agents. Cause it might take the agent out of the center of the transaction type of thing. Yeah. And they all need agents to enter the marketplace. Right. So they're all going to say the same thing. There are other competitors to that. Like EXP has a very, uh, almost exactly similar kind of concept. So I think that there's some truth to that. Um, like it's a it's a good concept. I know that some some people in my market pitch Is that. there demand for it? That's my question. Is there consumer, does it solve a real consumer pain? No, because the concept that, that Dorsey has is, I mean, the platform is pretty slick. I, I, I saw it myself, but I'm doing those things for my sellers anyways. So I'm taking care of the repairs out front. I'm, I'm getting all the inspections done up front, all the disclosures up front. Everything is done up front, so it's very transparent, right? And um, I don't, it's just like every seller wants to list their home as high as possible without being too high, right? 
And I find that I try to to get sellers to price two, 3% under market value as I would with my own flip, right? But they just won't do it, right? So if you, it, it's a good arrow in your quiver. However, I think most sellers would object out of fear that, hey, I'm gonna price it low and not get as much. There's no proof of concept yet and- Yeah, and that's what they're trying. Yeah. I was just curious, cause like really what real estate's moving toward a real estate agent is like, let me help you understand all your options. And it's so interesting too, that I just see like the, um, the financialization of real estate. Yeah. Like what's set, what your, your competitive advantage is you have money Yeah. or access to someone that has it to help come in with money and solve the consumer's pain. Which I think if you, you can break it into a couple of camps and like, you know, you and I think alike and I'm thinking like the 10, I'm playing the infinite game, right? Like this is my career, I, my, I'm 30, 35 years old. I have 20 years left, right? That I gotta do this. And um, I'm trying to think like, man, what would keep me in business 20 years from now? And if I still wanna maintain a, a business and, and charge a commission, let's say, and not go the, you know, wind up as someone's salaried agent or working for someone else, right? What is that value proposition that that the consumer is going to want in the future when all this competition is coming into this marketplace, right? And I could see a day where it's just you have the big corporate, you know, we list your home online, you know, for a flat fee. You have the the full service agent, which hopefully I will be, who can navigate all the different options for the customer and has you know, powerful financing behind them where where we can compete with the iBuyers, we can do the same thing in-house, and it, but you have a dedicated customer service representative 24-7 that can come to your yeah. house, right? Um, and then I think you just have the discount guys where they just post it online and there's no service. It's kind of like a um, legal Zoom, let's call it. And I think the brokerages are gonna are gonna start to compete with the teams, and you're already starting to see this, where brokerages are gonna have to offer those financial, let's call it like concierge, instant offer. KW already does this, but the problem is, you know, at scale, you can't get the, you know, I know that Curbio can't do what I do with concierge. They just can't. So, you know, whereas I can get to the kitchen table, remodel the home in two weeks and have it listed in three, Curbio yeah. is gonna take Dude, three it's months. Dude, it's hard. It's the- well, that's one of the things with Zillow offers is I was reading an article that one of the reasons they got out of the business is they were just straining their contractors. Sure. Yeah. Is 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 that that that's what breaks every home flipper, every renovation project is having the reliable people and the contractors, and that stuff doesn't scale well. No, it does not. No. No, not at all. It doesn't scale. No, no. And in fact, <laughs> from guys that have been in the trenches doing remodelings and flips, uh, I think in economics, they call it the minimum efficient scale. And uh, it's very hard to get that past a certain point. And I think that's, you know, what excites me most is not the real estate sales. Like, um, you know, as for my real estate company, I'm excited to, to systematize the processes and make it easier for my agents who aren't experienced to go out and do this as well. So I have, you know, the agents are going out presenting this to the customer. They then pass it to a team that manages the concierge, let's say. And that way my agents are now empowered to offer these services to customers, right? I feel like that's my job as, an, as a team. Um, however, I'm most excited about scaling and building out the business around concierge 
as home services and turning it into an efficient like real estate team because i think there's even more disruption to be had in that space where you know if my real estate team can generate me like 5 million i think if i had a great home services company you can turn that into a 30 million dollar company right if you if you used let's just say the customer service concepts from the real estate team in the home services team where you're you know highly yeah, communicative it's really, re- it's really reliable project manager exactly or basically what everybody really wants in a contractor but nobody can get and, and, and you I, know that'd be crazy have rosy eyes. It, imagine imagine i don't know man but imagine if your project manager or contractor came from, from a very high touch high service service industry yeah that's what everybody wants I think that you, know? you could crush it, you know, and if you ran it like, a, um, I mean, we run our real estate team with very clear systems and processes and CRMs and project management tools. If you implement that into the construction side of the business, um, I just think it's they, they work great together inside of our team, how we offer our services. Um, it's the very first thing we're going to ancillary off and we're in the midst of that as we speak. Well, Steve, thanks for sharing all this. The the options on the listing presentation to actually win the listing for, on the listing lead show, power buyer option, concierge option, instant offer option. What are other options that you provide or someone needs to come up to figure out a solution to provide that solves seller pain points? Yeah, I think that um, trade-in is, it's, I mean, it's the power buyer concept, but um, it's packaging the same concept up for uh, someone who needs to buy their next home and then sell their home, um, you know, and they basically get a guarantee on on what their home would sell for. So you basically make them like a an instant offer and say, this is the baseline guaranteed price we're going to sell your home for. They go out and shop and buy their next house utilizing a power buyer, let's say. And then we can come in and concierge their current home paint it, put flooring in it, renovate it. Oh, so you can buy the concierge with the power buyer. Exactly. So, oh man, we're getting crazy. I know I'm currently and working on offer. all the call to actions. I just, you know, <laughs> cut new radio spots for this and and said, you know, let us trade in and combine it with concierge and you can put hundreds of thousands of dollars in your pocket, right? Oh. <laughs> oh. oh. I stop, I can't take I it. I know, anymore. just you know, and Steve, that's good. Well, I mean, I just that's think good. that, man, I want to offer as much value as we possibly can because they make great stories for marketing and, and we're not just like, hey, I'm number one or look at my picture or my headshot is so sexy and influential, you know, like I think there's so much influencing going on online. It's like, man. And, and everyone listening to this, listen, Steve is the number one guy in Sacramento. Outside of the Zillow it's offers guy, you know, also, traditional yeah, real estate offers, agent, I'm the number one listing yeah. agent for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, So number one guy, let's, you know, a traditional regular agent before you, you know, build a huge team or brokerage or take on some huge partnership. Um, you know, Steve's mentality is he is obsessed with high touch service because he wants a high fee, right? And obsessed with solving problems for the consumer and not your image. No, if you went to well, our website, my yeah, picture. But, but, but you know, you know what I mean by image. Yeah, like, if you look at every other business, right? Every other like really good business or idea that you that you study, it's it all they care about is solving a problem for the customer, 
And then how do I continue to innovate and solve more problems for customers? It's when they stop innovating when they die, right? And and so if you go look at most real estate agents, I'd say like 99%, you go to their website, it's got this huge picture on the homepage of them looking super influencer status like on Instagram, right? Or their picture of their team or, you know, you go to the front page of my website, it has nothing to do with me personally, it has nothing to do with my my team. It, it, it looks like Opendoor's website or Zillow's website. I'm trying to build a company that people think of when they think of real estate and they think of, you know, this company provides options. Yeah. Homes by homes by Elevate. We have the next gen- very clean. Let's take a look at your call to actions. Let's oh, dissect no. your website, Steve. <laughs> six one nine four three six sell. Got it. I'm selling a concierge program, so it's very clearly tailored. This to is our seller sellers. site. Yeah. Ooh, you have your nice little uh, type. I form. love type form. What's this on? Yeah, type form. Very nice. Yeah, that's good. Typeform concierge program. So Typeform is like a way you're, the ch- you're generating leads. Very nice. Yeah. So it's kind of it kind of sucks them into the form by asking yeah. questions before you ask for their content information. Gamification. On the radio. Explore all your options. Yeah, it's very I nice. I built man. most of that myself, and I think that um, I mean, obviously, it's probably not the best thing for me to spend my time on. But I would say as the rainmaker, your primary job, and Frank, you told me this, right, is, you know, your goal, your job is to create the call to actions and the marketing around the messaging Yes. that, you know, what do customers want? And your job is to, to show that you know how to solve that, right? Dude, you're not even on the homepage. There's no picture of you at all. It's pretty hard to find That's my cool. picture. Um, other than like video, just explaining like what these programs are, it's it's quite hard to find yeah. a picture. You have to go like look for it. And the picture, dude, it's funny. Uh, you go to Steve's website, you go to meet the team. The picture of you, Steve, looks like you are like a contractor <laughs> <laughs> of, of like managing a product in a polo shirt and jeans. <laughs> yeah, no, it's great. Now, if you have a chance to take a I mean, seriously, if you're listening to this, you need a seller website. Generally, you have two websites. You have a website that's like, you know, search homes for sale in Sacramento, your your Boomtown, Commissions, Inc., Real Geeks type of home search website. But you should have a total other website, too, or in this case, it's home, Homes by Elevate. Uh, Dan Beer, who's the number one EXP guy in Sacramento, has a really good seller website called, uh, I think it's sold by I Dan think Beer. Beard, I think sold um, by, nope, it's yeah. sold by DanBeer.com. So, so if you go to soldbydanbeer.com, you'll see all of his seller call to actions, which is really cool. Steve, check that out. The one that I really like, who I think is a Craig Proctor kind of follower in, in, in Phoenix, is Carol Royce. She has carolhasthebuyers.com. That's a great How about URL. That Carol, <clears throat> yeah, carolhasthebuyers.com. Check that one out. Receive Her main headline is receive multiple cash offers on your home in less than 24 hours. That's the guaranteed offer. Yeah, she's run the guaranteed offer. So check out carolhasthebuyers.com. I think she has a really strong seller website. So if you're listening to this, you're trying to figure out how do I get more listings? Well, go listen to the past shows as far as listing lead generation. But ultimately, you're going to come to the kitchen table or even better, you're going to do them on Zoom. Are you doing any of your listing presentations um, I on do, Zoom? Steve? However, I do. However, I'm old school, man. I want to get to the, to the table. Um, a conversion for me is so much higher so, at, at the table. 
Side note, I have something to ask Steve. Steve, um, Steve had a very good year, record year last year. And he called me up to celebrate. And he's like, well, what's next? And I said to you, Steve, uh, whenever you drive on a listing appointment again by yourself, I want you to use say to yourself, I am a failure. I am a failure. I am a failure. Because you don't have someone else in the car training them how to do listing That's presentations. True. Is that right? I have actually had to say I'm a failure yeah. multiple times this year. But uh, last night I was at, I had my, <laughs> you know, I had one of my agents with me. Are you saying that to yourself as you drive the listing appointment? Definitely in my head I up? am. You know, your dollar per hour is going down. Your dollar per hour. <laughs> well, well, yeah, but 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 no, dude, you you've reached really the highest level that you can get on your own, and now it's really a matter of finding Definitely. an agent. Probably a buyer's agent wants to become a listing agent to go on all these appointments. You to learn and we're currently it. working yeah. through that. I have to remind myself to, you know, constantly bring them with me. And I, I want to go back to quickly, like some advice around the seller and buyer uh, websites. I would say that uh, a lot of people are sure. being trained right now. Um, and I think they're, that's considered like an old model. <laughs> and I would, I would argue against it because... You know, buyers and sellers want two totally different things. Buyers, all they care about is homes for sale and they don't care about you, right? It's It's been proven buyers don't go in search of an agent before they start most of the time. So if you make your website for buyers all about you and pictures of you and talking about selling and they don't care about all that and they're it's proven if you want lead conversion, it's not gonna work. And then same for sellers. Sellers are actually going to look for you and they're looking at your statistics and you know your marketing plan and what do you offer. And you can't offer those two different things on the website. So you know I, it's very important to build out two different sites. And if you're doing any kind of marketing, you need to separate it um, because you, you know, if you're driving, a, if you're running seller marketing, you want to drive that person to only about selling. Does that make sense? Um, you know, it's. Yeah. Well, Steve, I think you might have. So, yeah, you do want to have two places, one dedicated yep. just for sellers and one dedicated just for buyers. Absolutely. That's what I think, you're saying, right? I, yes. And I'm just seeing more people go away from that. And and I, I want to reiterate what you said. Like, you should do that. Like, a lot of the CRMs are saying, no, you can build your beautiful site um, integrated, you know, into our CRM. And I, I feel like you shouldn't, right? If you're running a CRM with buyer lead gen, you need to make that thing as unpretty as possible and just about searching for real estate and make it very easy. Steve, I'm on your website right now. It's it's excellent. If you're listening to this, it's excellent. Oh, thanks. Uh, go to homesbyelevate.com. You have the Elevate trade-in, the concierge, the guaranteed offer, the innovative marketing, the seller's guide, call to actions everywhere. Like It's almost like you sat with a focus group of sellers and they gave you all their problems and you built a website around all Pretty the Pretty much. Solutions. And I spend you know uh, myself all the time editing and changing. Like We added trade-in on there when, once we made you know the Homelight partnership. So. Um, you it's build it built on, on a. Um, it used Wix. to be built on WordPress. Now it's built on a company called Bullseye, and he's uh, a guy within Keller Williams who who builds out the platform, right? So you can call him, and um, it's much. The load times are much faster on that website, and and to build on the back end is much cleaner. Because um, I kind of geeked out on this three years ago. The load times on, if you're running real marketing, like radio and PPC and all that stuff, 
how fast your website loads and how quickly they're going from, yeah, from page to page matters, right? And any kind of slowdown in speed is gonna, is gonna get them to jump off your website, right? And so same can be said for the forms when you click and it needs to pop up. Um, you want that form to load really fast, right? You don't wanna have too many questions on there because they'll stop filling it out, right? You gotta think about that stuff. No, that's good, man. Well, Steve, I'm going to wrap it up here, man. That was super helpful. We started with the premise of, you know, we did a whole show on how you generate your listing leads. You can go listen to that episode. Uh, I just wanted to cover, you know, you're dealing with seller pain points and you have solutions for those pain points. And if you want to learn more about those pain points, go to his website and they're all beautifully done on your website. Steve, thank you so much for sharing today. Yeah, no, no, no. Thank you for having me. I recommend you, man. How does someone get a hold of you if they're looking to refer someone up to you in Sacramento? Because you're going to do a hell of a job. That's for sure. sure paid. Um, I, I, you can uh, email us at teams at homesbyelevate.com or just go to our website. You can click contact us there as well. Um, I'll give one quick little tip in regards to lead uh, generation for super cheap. We call If you can do some uh, searching on Facebook groups called The Golden Letter, um, I would I would send a letter to 200 owners around every pending that you put pending as a listing, and it's it's basically one sentence. You know, it says, "I have a buyer for your home. They are pre-approved, ready to go. No picture, no branding, no weird stuff. Right? N- nothing that says I'm a real estate agent. Um, and just send that letter out to 200 people. Every time we send that out." we get a lead, at least one lead, and, and an appointment, usually the next two, three weeks after they, we follow up with that lead. And it costs like 26 bucks a time. Simple. Steve, my <laughs> man, laying down yeah, the knowledge. Yeah, we do it every week. Well, that's the beauty That's the beauty for someone listening all yeah. the way into the podcast. Yeah. How easy is that? I'd leave in some kind of nugget. All right. Every- yeah, every single pending, you put that to 200 houses. Yeah, so houses we pen a home pending. every week, basically. And so we pick one home a week and, and we prep 200 letters, have the title company, you know, pull 200 homes. It's, you have to make, I've seen various people do this, but they put their picture on it and they make it look really pretty. Again, it's it's like you the buyer, the seller just wants an offer, right? So you, you can just simply make it one sentence. I have a buyer from your for your home. We tried to buy the other house that just went pending. Please give me a call. Put the phone number. Done. Mic drop. Yeah. There you go. Everyone, thank you for listening to Listing Lead Show. Steve, thanks you for giving all this information. Listingleadshow.com. You can watch all, or listen to rather, all the, list of, all the previous episodes on everything you want to know on how to take listings and sell them. So, oh, man. I appreciate you listening. Won the interview right there. Thank you so much, everybody.